Welcome back to Legal Tech Made Simple with me, Don Birch. I am not a lawyer and I am not a techie, which makes me perfectly well-placed to help make legal tech simple. And I'm delighted this week to be joined by two expert panellists, Becca Windsor and Laura Faraz, who are both legal engineers at Sykes. So, Becca and Laura, welcome to Legal Tech Made Simple. Hi, Dom. Thanks very much for having us. That was a beautiful in-unison hi, Dom, as well. It's almost like we rehearsed. So, Becca, I'm going to start with you, because on on my teams in front of me, you are on my left. Tell me a little bit about you. Where did you go to uni? How come you ended up working for this organisation, which we love to call Psych? My my path to Psych was... uh... A kind of interesting one. I I never planned on studying law. I wanted to study politics, but had a nightmare application season uh, for university. And long story short, ended up doing law, uh, applying for law with politics at Manchester. Kind of on a coin flip, really. I don't know if I should be saying that, but it turned out really well. And in my third year, got an ad in a in a sort of law department email for Psych. Um, they were recruiting their new round of legal engineers. And uh, I never thought I'd be a lawyer, let alone going into legal tech. But I'd really recently become really interested in uh, cyber law. And I thought, you know what, I like this conjunction of law with tech. I'll apply. And uh, after, I think, three rounds of interviews and sort of, you know, tests and stuff, I, uh, I became a junior legal engineer at Psych. What about you, Laura? How did you end up becoming a, a legal engineer? So mine is also quite similar to Becca's. When you mentioned the coin flip, Becca, it really reminded me of why I kind of uh, went into law as well. So I actually studied um, sciences at A-level. So I studied chemistry, biology and maths uh, sixth form. Um, and I was actually going to university to study chemical engineering. So I was thinking of becoming an engineer of some sorts. I'm not a legal engineer, but an engineer um, nonetheless. So I've always enjoyed solving problems. Um, it's kind of how I kind of think naturally. Um, and I'm quite mathematical um, and methodical in the way that I think. However, I wasn't sure that I wanted to study science as the kind of engineering that I wanted to go into, so chemical or civil or uh, mechanical engineering. I knew that I wanted to solve problems, but I just wasn't sure the, the type of problems that I wanted to solve. So I kind of looked at law as um, a, a way to help clients in solving their problems, their legal problems. Um, and I thought, you know, this is something that I was quite interested in. And so I applied to study law instead. Really enjoyed it. And then when I kind of got to my third year and I started studying legal tech, also kind of a coin flip because I wasn't, it was kind of, we had to pick six modules and I had exhausted my five, but then I had one more to pick and legal tech seemed quite interesting. So I studied legal technology and really, really enjoyed it. And that's actually where I met Alistair. Luckily, that's kind of how I landed my um, job at Psych as a a junior legal engineer 18 months ago. Um, and then things just progressed ever since. And it's funny, isn't it? Because even the term legal engineer didn't really exist, did it, in sort of common parlance, what, two, three years ago, certainly? I mean, even within psych, legal, different legal engineers have different roles. So I can I can give you my my sort of typical day. And a lot of it is just real face-to-face client work. Because, I mean, there, the two sides of this is, is that, you, like Laura said, you've got to be really good at problem solving. But a big aspect of that is being able to firstly ask the right questions and two, be able to pull out, you know, accurate information, but in a friendly and, um, you know, really personable way. So a lot of my day is uh, sitting down with clients, maybe even demoing to potential future clients. One of my favorite parts is just like maybe like putting aside two hours to just build a solution like 
in high queue it's all very sort of compact like there's a lot of turnover in terms of like um you know we get a solution we design it we we build it it's done next one whereas i know for example laura she's been working on like you know one huge solution for like a really long time now so it's quite different but a lot of time it's just those two hours you're building a solution you're you know really focused so some of it is just spending time with yourself trying to solve a big or multiple little problems and then other times it's just getting to interact with you know loads of interesting different people so it's it's a mix of those two and Laura I know when I left uni I really wanted to be sort of operating at a strategic level but I understood the fact that I was still really green right I hadn't worked in companies so I felt like I had the skills and the aptitude and I was bright and I just wanted to be let at the real meaty stuff you know the juicy stuff but it's like you have to sort of earn your stripes a little bit when you first come out of university have you found it because you've been involved in some major projects working alongside I guess some of our big customers like Unilever what's it been like obviously without giving any any secrets away what's it been like being involved in those big strategic complex projects I mean it must be exciting yeah no definitely Dom and I think um, that's kind of really what is Sykes unique selling point right Um, when you come out of university as a trainee you kind of expected to to do a lot of the mundane work drafting you know helping to draft review contracts um replacing words and i've heard multiple and countless stories of trainees just kind of staying up um reviewing piles of documents but the work that you do as psych is just so exciting and the opportunity that you're given as well so um i remember maybe the first kind of client meeting that i had working at psych was um with another client uh, another global client ab and bev to capture their requirements and that was literally the first call that I ever had with a client and I was kind of let loose should we say um to to kind of meet with a client capture the requirements but I was also kind of trusted from the start which is what I really kind of appreciated given that responsibility early on which has been really really incredible but then bringing that on to kind of Unilever I think some of the things that I've experienced with Unilever and the kind of level that I work on, you know, just being able to speak to somebody and working with people who are, for example, senior associates at, at different law firms. And, you know, yeah, I'm just kind of two years out of university. I don't think I'd get that experience anywhere else. And Becca, just, you know, I know I spoke to Claire McGauley, you know, the old professor from the Uni of Manchester. And one of the things that she remembered about you, particularly at university, was that you were always in the front row and you're always willing to ask a question. And actually that question was always quite a difficult question but you stood out then from the crowd but also showing that initiative is such an important aspect isn't it when you're joining a place like Psych particularly now and you know we're working in a virtual world we're not all sat in an office together we don't get to socialize yet together as a group very often standing out and actually showing a bit of initiative are really important characteristics and I'm just thinking what would your advice be to because there'll be students listening to this either at A level thinking about university and kind of like oh I don't know which way to go maybe I will flip the coin for law or they're, they're studying law at the moment and they're just at that point of imagining life outside in the real world what would your advice be to your younger self you know you're, you're talking back to Becca three or four years ago what, what would you advise Becca to do? I think now is time for the embarrassing interview story, actually, because that kind of covers it. I mean, I I think to to preface this, you're right. You have to be able to don't just be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to show people who that is. Because when I first had that initial interview for Psych, I remember Lewis asking me, you know, 
can you tell us a fun fact about yourself? And in that moment, I felt like time slowed down. I was like, what is a fun, what do I tell? What is a fun fact? What, how, how exciting of a person can I, you know, tell in one fun, beam, one fun fact? And I kind of panicked and I went, um, okay, I have a heart in my freezer. And Lewis went, can you elaborate? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to sound like a psychopath. But actually, it's because I really love cooking Peruvian food. And because I am Peruvian, and one of the things that you can make is cow heart. And I prepare it and I, you know, and so I know that this sounds like it's not relevant at all. But my point is, in that moment, Lewis and I started having a really cool conversation about how we both like cooking and how we both like to prepare these kinds of dishes. And in that way, just even on a personal level, if you show people that you are interesting, and I think Dom, you've said, the kind of people you want to look for are the kind of people you want, you are willing to be stuck on a plane with or in arrivals or in departures for four hours. You know, can you be, can you have a drink with that person? Or, you know, can you sit in a park with that person, you know, for a long period of time? You like the friendlier and more personable and more interesting you are. I think not only does that help people work with you, but it also comes through in your work. It can show that you're creative. You can solve problems in an interesting way because you apply that to your own life. I love that. And I'm going to I'm going to give credit to the person who first said that to me. He's, he's a board director of Misguided, a chap called Nick Bamboo. Who I had the pleasure of managing for a while. And like all people that I manage, the older I get, the further they bounce off in front of me and do more exciting things than I can ever imagine. Laura, what would you say as you're sort of looking back and, and I'm just thinking about you know, paying it forward a little bit. What 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 was your your advice be to, to to students who are listening to this podcast, thinking, actually, what they've just described sounds brilliant. I want I want to do that. What are the things they should be thinking about now, in readiness for having that interview with Lewis and putting the heart in the fridge? No, I really love that anecdote, uh, Becca. Um, so I think definitely at university, that's the kind of time you have to shine and the time that you you know. I kind of look back at it now, and there's so many things that I you know, wish I maybe participated in. Um, so I think definitely just take it all in your stride and anything that comes your way, any opportunity at university, just take it. I know that, for example, with the legal tech course, if I hadn't flipped that coin, I wouldn't have um, studied legal tech. I wouldn't have made the connections that I made and met Alistair and uh, met the rest of the psych team. So definitely just put yourself out there and don't be afraid. I think the other key thing and another um Something that I learned from a, a previous internship was, you know, just to be fearless. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people are kind of scared of getting things wrong. But I think it's it's probably worse to, to you know, not even try. Um, you know, getting things wrong, you kind of pick yourself up and you learn. And I think that's quite an important lesson that I've learned as well. You know, I've gotten things wrong, but it's not the end of the world. Um, you just pick yourself back up and keep going. And I think that flip a coin thing, actually, it's more nuanced than that. There's a film out at the moment and they're on Netflix called Yesterday and it's about, you know, parents who have fallen into that trap of always saying no to the kids. You know, can we go swimming? No. Can I have ice cream for breakfast? No. And then they give over a day of the year where the, where the answer has to be yes, kids make the rules. But that just that art of saying yes to things without full confidence or security of knowing whether you'll succeed opens up doors, makes new connections and I guess it's partly about building your network, isn't it? When, you, when you're younger and you're looking out on life, it's hard to imagine, you know, next week, let alone five, ten years. I hate that question. What will you be doing in five years' time? Who knows? But being willing to say yes to new opportunities 
is infinitely better for you, isn't it, than just kind of thinking, oh, I'm not quite ready. Is that is that how it feels, Beck, when you, when you, even now at Psych, you know, you'll be given the opportunity to do things. And I bet sometimes your heart's in your mouth, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, being at Psych is... No, I, I haven't worked in a firm like this before, and I can't say I have a lot of experience to com- compare it to. But being at Psych is just, there are so many new opportunities every day. It, it feels too good to be true almost. And we're such a sort of, in terms of structure, we're such a flat company. So regularly, like as a junior, I, at first I thought this was just so out of the ordinary, but regularly as a junior, like Alistair would call me and be like, I have this project that I'm working on. Do you want me to help me work on it? It just felt surreal you know why is the CEO of the company I'm working at calling me to work with him but it just feels really normal now and we get to work with so many interesting people all across the company and no one really cares that you're a junior legal engineer because they have like I think like Laura said like they just have so much trust in you you know you're given a task you go and um, you get to show people, you know, your creative side. Laura, I'm just gonna let, just gonna sort of change tack a little bit. Then, as you look forward, because you know you you have the the benefit, I guess, of being right at the cutting edge of some of these really interesting projects, working in large organisations. As you look over the horizon, then, what's your hopes and aspirations for for the next six, twelve months? Yeah, so I think there's like the short term future and kind of. Um, the kind of tech vision of the future, which is kind of everyone's talking about machine learning AI. But just looking even further into the future and what I'm kind of interested in seeing or kind of seeing play out is kind of smart contracts and and blockchain. So I think we focus a lot on AI and machine learning at the moment. um, But I think what will be really interesting will be kind of self-executing contracts further in the future. And I know that with some of the vendors that we have, so for example, DocuSign, that's something that's on their roadmap, right? So having kind of uh, self-executing contracts as well. So I'm kind of really kind of looking forward to that um, to that future, just working at the cutting edge of, of legal technology and seeing how that pans out. Brilliant. Well, listen, I could chat to you two all day because you just bounce with energy and it's brilliant fun <laughs> working with you. It's, it's, it's inspiring for old fogies like me to see people at the start of their careers just exploring and not being afraid. And I think you said it, Laura, you know, that thing about just go for it you know give give it everything you've got and you know what's the worst that can happen so it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for joining with me on uh, legal tech made simple becca and laura speak to you soon thanks very much Tom. Um.